welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kitty Show. <laughs> I just felt like uh, I was in the movie The Goonies, which is one of my <laughs> favorite movies of all times. Hey, you guys. <laughs> All right, episode 30 of the Ken Kenny Show. Hey, if you're watching this sucker instead of listening, you can see that I'm in a new place. I am out of the little weirdo closet, and I, well, I'll always, ooh, I might be outside of the closet, but I'll always be a little weirdo. Uh, outside of the closet, and I'm in my main room of my office. This is my writing space. This is where the magic, <laughs> this is where the magic and the insanity happens up here. And one of the benefits of being uh, hooked up, married to <laughs> my sweetie, who's a professional musician, is he has some really fantastic mics. So this mic that I'm using is a little expensive, uh, but it's better. It's better than my little blue Yeti that I was using. So it allows me to be in a more spacious and open kind of place. Uh, without needing to be in the uh, closet. So <laughs> I'm trying, trying it out. Um, all right, you guys. So this is fantastic. I uh, was talking to somebody. This is where we're going to, I think we're going to call this episode making shit happen. No, making things happen or some version of that. What kind of person are you? Do you fall into one of these three categories? And that's going to make more sense in a minute. So uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, okay? I was talking to a woman on a breakthrough call. And those of you who are familiar with coaching or are in the coaching business, you know what a discovery call or a breakthrough call or a cut the shit call or whatever call <laughs> and what those calls really are for for those of us who are coaches is you know there are people out there who you know they see you they they see you speak somewhere they hear your podcast they see you be a guest on somebody's stage at an event or they follow your content like whatever however they know about you and they decide like shit i could really use their help i could use their services right and so then they decide, oh, I think I want to work with this person. I think I want to, I'm just double checking. I'm using the right mics and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Uh, I think I want to work with this person. I think this is my coach. This is my mentor. All right. So I was on a breakthrough call with this woman and we were, we were, we were talking at the end and, and on a breakthrough call, like you're trying to decide, like this person is trying to decide if they really want to get some skin in the game, right? Are they going to put up or shut up? Are they going to keep talking about what's wrong? Uh, or are they going to finally get some help and take some action? And so they're scoping you out. And as a coach, I'll just, I'm very transparent. It's also a chance for me to find out if I want to spend six months or a year with this person that I'm on, <laughs> that I'm on the phone with too. Uh, because I always say I, I refuse to spend six to 12 months 
uh, you know, working with somebody who is just going to try and fight me the whole freaking time for their limitations. That's not interesting to me at all. So, uh, so I'm on this call and then all of a sudden this woman said something. She's like, oh my God, you've inspired me, blah, blah, blah. And she starts to talk about this book that she has. It's like a daily devotional book that she reads. Um, and I think it's called like, um, I want to say it's prayers from the hat or something like that. Right. And I'm like, what did you just say? And we start talking about this book and this passage that she had read in it. And I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I am going to share this with some people because it reminded me, first of all, it reminded me not only of somebody uh, who I love and who makes me crack up laughing, but what we were talking about is I'm like, oh, this is really helpful to know what kind of person you are. And when you're in any kind of a situation, you're recognizing like what stage or which place of these three things that you are sitting in. Okay. So this is basically what the premise of, of this thing was in this book that she was talking about. So it's basically saying that people are divided into three groups. Okay. So it's saying like there are people that, number one, those who make things happen. Okay. Number one, group one, those who make things happen. And then there's group two those who watch things happen. And then group three, which is my favorite just because I think it's funny as shit and makes me laugh. Those who are sitting around wondering what's happening. <laughs> okay. And so it's really funny. So back in the day, wow, like, I'm not even kidding you guys. I'm talking like 18 years ago. Like when I first moved like 18, 19, maybe even 20 years ago, when I first moved to New Hampshire from Los Angeles, from California, um, I worked for my friend, my friend, Kurt Kendall, right? Uh, I don't know. Some of you listeners, especially if you're cigar smokers, you'll know who Kurt is. Kurt is the proprietor of the famous uh, twin smoke shop uh, here in New Hampshire. Uh, and when this place first started, man, like when I was working there, it was this tiny little store off of exit five, off of 93. And in the last like 22 years, it has grown uh, to great proportions. And it is now like the destination cigar shop the smoke shop uh, in New England. It's pretty incredible. And he does a gig there. He, he has an event there every year, the Smoke and Blues Barbecue. And uh, so my sweetie plays there. And it, whatever, it's just a blast. And I just saw Kurt like a couple of days ago. So it made me, this made me think of him too. When I used to work with Kurt, and Kurt and I were talking about stuff that needed to be done down the shop, or we were talking about dreams that we had, or we were talking like whatever, any kind of nonsense. So Kurt's like my... Uh, Kurt and I have the same exact initials. We're both K-A-Ks. And so he's like my big brother. I'm like his little sister because he's older than me. <laughs> and so Kurt always used to say, so we'd be talking about something that needed to be done at the shop. We'd be talking about an event that we're going to do. Or we'd be talking about like, all right, dude, we got to just stop smoking. We got to stop power puffing like cigarettes or whatever we were talking about. And he would always just go, make it happen. <laughs> so he'd always say to me, make it happen. And so I started to think about my life. Now, it sounds like it's just really funny, right? Sounds like it's just a funny thing, some banter between two friends. But I really started to think about that philosophy. Like, did I want to be the kind of person who just talked about shit, who like dreamed about shit, who had visions of what I want to do that I journaled about? Or did I want to start to become the kind of person that makes things happen? Meaning I follow through, I keep my word, I take action. Did I want to be the kind of person who put their money where their mouth was, where the rubber meets the road, you get some skin in the game, you take the leap of faith, you do the fucking thing, right? Make it happen. So are you at this current stage in your life, here's the question, are you number one, the kind of person who makes things happen? 
in your business, in your relationships, in your spiritual practices, in your learnings? Do you get some motion? Like, do you take steps each day in the direction of your dreams, in the direction of your fitness goals, in the direction to save money, in the direction to quit a habit that you know doesn't serve you or quit a relationship that you know you should? Exactly, right? So think about this. Okay, so that's number one. And I'm going to circle back to that because there's a little more I want to say about it. But I want to go through each of these because I th think this is fascinating. Are you the kind of person that just kind of watches things? happen. Are you the kind of person who's what has like that bystander thing where you just kind of sit back and watch other people doing maybe the things that you yourself want to do? Are you just kind of sitting back and being passive in the pursuit of your dreams, meaning you're not actually doing anything. You're just kind of watching everybody else take the steps that you want to do. And I became fascinated by this. And this is a little like segue. This is a little like, I, I admit, I'm not going off topic, but I'm kind of like, eh, I'm taking a turn because this is what I find fascinating. Um, I've watched movies in the past, right? I've watched movies in the past, especially that movie with Jodie Foster, where she uh, plays the woman who was gang raped, like in this pool hall, in this bar. And I just remember being like horrified. Like I remember when this went down in real life and, and reading the news reports and stuff and just being horrified that a group of people could just stand around and watch something like this happen and not intervene. And I'm like, what is the psychology of that shit? Like, how is that even possible? Because I'm not made that way right? I'm just not made that way. I, I'm the kind of person who would, you know, probably, not probably, I know this, will put herself in harm's way uh, rather than uh, be complicit in letting something like that happen, right? So I Googled it and I looked it up. And so those who watch things happen are present, but they don't act. And I'm like, that's right. They're just bystanders. And I'm like, how do bystanders, what, what, what is that? And so it's called actually the bystander effect. I looked it up, I did a little psychology research, right? And so the bystander effect is basically, how do I say it? So but the bystander effect actually happens, is more likely to happen the more people that are around. So if there's a dangerous situation, like if there's a crime or a violent thing or a, a situation where somebody needs to act quickly, like there's a fire or somebody's trapped in a car that's like, you know, been in an accident or whatever the thing is. The least, the less amount of people that are around, the more likely other people are to act. And I thought, this is fascinating. Why is that? So the psychology of it is, is the more people that are around, individuals always think, I don't have to get involved because somebody else will step up and do it. Let's say that again. I don't have to do the right thing here because somebody else will do it. And we can see this shit going down right now in terms of climate change, right? The fact that this planet's going to shit and uh, it, all the scientists, pretty much 97.7% of them are like, hey guys, human, human issues, we're doing this. We have to stop, we have to be responsible. But it's like, oh no, my neighbor will go vegan. My neighbor will recycle. My neighbor will get the car that doesn't do the emissions. My neighbor will protest agricultural, blah, 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 right? So the more people are around, 
the less likely somebody will get involved in a situation like a rape, like an accident, like a fire, like whatever emergency situation, because they assume the other people around them are going to be people who make things happen. Fascinating. Number one, fascinating. Number two, it's also that they're looking around to all the other people waiting to get social cues on how to act. So if that whole group of people is making the assumption that somebody else is going to do it and they don't take action, then what happens is the people who are little sheeple and are waiting for the other people to take action, aren't taking action, then they stand there and they're like, oh, it must not be the right thing to get involved. Think about this. So, so much of the work that I do as a spiritual mentor is in mind training. Let me repeat, not brainwashing mind training and asking people to question everything, asking people to be present and to look and assess and question what's happening here and then to take action, to do what is necessary. It's to question why isn't anybody doing anything, right? What needs to be done here? What's my role? How can I make this happen? So rather than just being a bystander, now look, at different times in our lives and in different situations, we're each going to play one of these parts, right? We're each going to play one of these roles, meaning that there are going to be situations that I'm in where nobody's like about to get hurt. There's no harm. And I'm just more curious and I'll just sit back and watch what's about to happen. Like, you know, somebody's behaving in a particular way, again, not in a situation where somebody's gonna get hurt. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm just gonna sit back and watch karma take care of itself, watch this shit go down on its own. So there are times when I have been present but not active, right? When I've been, like, so this is like being married again to a professional musician who gets up on big stages in front of thousands of people all the time, right? There are a lot of times I'm present at the show, I'm present at the concert, but I'm in the audience and rightly so. Like that's where I'm supposed to be at that point. So I'm not saying the mode always has to be. I'm not saying the preferred mode is always somebody who makes things happen. But we don't want to be bystanders. We don't want to be in group two, the people who just watch shit happen when we should be proactively in group one, those of us who make things happen. And then that third group, oh dear God, let's talk about that third group, the confused group. What is happening? They just stand around wondering what's happening, right? The victims that I'm too confused. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And look, again, at different times in our life, we've all been in group three, sitting around wondering what the hell is happening. In fact, I would say most of, most of the United States in some way, most of the country, if not the world right now, is looking around at some stuff that's going on in the world and going, what is happening? And my friends, if you're friends with me, I know for a fact, if you're actually a good friend of mine, a true friend of mine, you have probably heard me say at one point or another, what the fuck is happening right now? Because that's how I feel a lot of the time being in this world of the illusion, just kind of watching what man does what they do and trying to understand why they do it. So it's kind of like a curse because I'm both fascinated by why man does what he does, why women, why women, people, whoever do what they do. I'm fascinated. I'm curious about so many things, but sometimes that what the fuck is happening right now is also me just being in disbelief 
of people's willful ignorance and stupidity and the ways that they uh, self-harm and harm others, other beings, other creatures, the planet, the world, each other. It just is mind boggling to me. So when I use that, it's not usually like me being in a place of helplessness. It's just me just being like, what the is happening right now? And look, we don't want to be in the third group ever, pretty much ever. We don't want to walk around like confused and lost and helpless and we don't know what to do and what are they doing and uh, we like we don't want to be there like who wants to be there so group three is not really preferred although let me let me just flip the script because you know that's kind of what i love to do wait i gotta chug some water here hold on a second i apologize uh sometimes not knowing i'm not saying not knowing is a bad thing uh because I like to be in beginner's mind. I like to be in a place like sometimes when I'm astounded, like I just see somebody who has an incredible talent or an incredible ability or like they can just do shit. Like I can't even wrap my head around. I'm like, what is happening right now? Sometimes I say that in a really positive way too, because I'll be delighted or I'll be in a place of wonder. I'll be in a place of, um, just, um, remarkability. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. So I kind of play with that a little bit. Um, but most of the time we don't want to be in that place of being just like, what, what, what's happening? I don't know. Like, burr, 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 right. We want to be in a place usually when we know our role, we know what's, um, and I don't mean expected, like having expectations, but like what we're, what we're supposed to do, like what's our skill set? What are we trying to do? All right. So I want to circle back to this first one of making things happen. And I want to come at it from the point of view is like, so often though, so often though, so we can twist all of these, we can flip all of these one, two, and three, the make it happen people, right? Um, so often if we feel hyper responsible, like we always have to make it happen. We always have to have the answers. We always have to be number one. We always have to be the best in the room. We always have to be blah, 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 blah. A lot of times the make it happen people suffer when things aren't going their way. If you're used to making things happen, and you're trying to make something happen that the universe is just kind of deemed isn't supposed to happen, meaning like it's not what's supposed to happen. You know, they say that thing, you know, if you're supposed to be with somebody, you'll be with them. I always say to people, like, whatever's supposed to happen on some level is going to happen. But we can't force shit. You can try to force things, but sometimes, like, so I always used to laugh, like, when Kurt would say to me, make it happen. And I'm like, look, dude, I'm going to do my best to make it happen. <laughs> But I can't control like the whole universe, right? There could be an act of God here that makes it not happen. But so often when clients are saying to me things like this, I'm just going to, you know, do a, an example like, um, well, I need to figure this out and I don't know what to do and I need to do this and I need to do that. And my accountant said that I need to and I and I and I and I and I and I always stop them and I say, okay, look. I understand that you have this goal or this vision or this dream or this thing that you're trying to do. I understand. And I appreciate, I appreciate the intention and the energy around wanting things to happen a particular way. But if we become too attached to the outcome, if we insist on things being our own way, if we try to make it happen and it's like, I have to, I, 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 I need the answers. I need to. I always say to them the same thing. Hey, too much I, not enough God which is another way of me saying too much I, not enough spiritual team, too much forcing, not enough receiving. So Robert Dranath Tagore has this amazing quote that I love and I say it all the time. You've probably heard me say it before if you listen to the show, where I say this, I say, um, 
he, well, I say, but I'm saying what he said. <laughs> so what he says is, and really listen to this, like really just like pause and take this in because it's brilliant. I have found it so, 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 so helpful in my life. He says, um, and I'm paraphrasing a tiny bit. He says, everything that belongs to you will come to you if you create the capacity to receive it. Everything that belongs to you, everything that is meant for you, everything that is yours will come to you if you create the capacity to receive it. So it's not so much about making the thing happen. It's about creating the container to be able to receive what is supposed to, whatever is supposed to happen. And knowing that as long as we're attached to making a particular outcome, to making a thing happen, we're gonna suffer. So yes, be proactive in pursuit of your dreams, your goals, um, you know, the betterment of yourself, and also understand that there is a force greater than you at work. Okay, so we can't fucking always make things happen. We cannot shove ourselves, we cannot cram ourselves, right? And our wishes and our wants and our expectations and our outcomes down the throat of the world. It's not gonna happen, right? It's not gonna happen. I do though think to have momentum, to, ha to move from inertia into some sort of, um, you know, a body in motion, that something, what is it? A body in motion stays in motion as long as blah, 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 some, some, some scientific thing. Somebody, somebody write to me and finish that quote for me, will you? But it's like, yeah, it's like we don't want to be stuck in a state of inertia, right? We don't want to be in, in that second group where we're just sitting around and, and not taking action and we're just watching what happens. But here's why we often don't take action and we're in that group too. We're like, we're just sitting around watching others right? Do things. We're a bystander. It's because we have a fear of rejection or we have a fear of abandonment or we have a fear of judgment. We have a fear of not being liked. We have a fear of not fitting in, right? People are too afraid to actually take action because they're afraid of the consequences of that, right? They're afraid that others aren't going to get it. They're afraid that they can't do it. They're afraid, they're afraid that they're not worthy or not lovable, right? Who am I to go after my dream? So they're sitting around, they're not taking action because they have a perfectionist kind of um, approach. <laughs> and I can speak from experience from this, right? So you can end up like, they call it what? Uh, um, analysis paralysis, where you are looking at everything so much from every angle and you're like, you're so afraid that it's not going to be perfect that you suck all the joy and the momentum and the energy out of the thing and then you end up not doing it. So I'm going to hold up this little picture that I printed out because it cracks me up so much. And I was thinking about you guys when I was, uh, when I saw this and what I was going to talk about today. So those of you who are watching, obviously you're going to be able to see this, but for those of you who are, uh, just got your earbuds in or you got your, your, your friggin' thingies on, you know what I mean? I'm piping into your ears, but you're not seeing my face. So it's this woman who uh, looks like she's from like, let's say the fifties and she's got this little dress on with an apron. She's holding a little cup of like tea and, and she's got a cup of tea in her lap. She's sitting down uh, and then she's on the phone and like she's talking to her pal, right? Talking to her best friend. And it basically just says, 
I was just sitting here overthinking the joy out of everything. <laughs> right? The phone call comes in. Hey, Peggy, what are you doing? Oh, I was just sitting here overthinking the joy out of everything. <laughs> you want to keep yourself from taking action, right? Just sitting around watching everything go by, right? Overthink the crap out of it. That's one of the fastest ways because especially if you have one of those minds that can actually see from a lot of directions, from a lot of perspectives, like, hello, is a Libra, I can suffer from this. I can end up getting myself, I'm a thousand, oh my God, you guys, I'm a thousand times better now than I ever used to be. Although my sweetie might, my sweetie might, I wonder what my sweetie would say about that. But my, <laughs> my perception is that I've gotten a lot better at being able to make decisions, um, mostly because I trust myself in my God. I trust myself in my spiritual team. I trust myself in spirit and Holy Spirit so much more now than I did when I was younger, right? But I could literally become paralyzed from like, what should I do? What should I have to eat? Like way back in the day, I'd be like, I don't know. Cause I can see from so many angles. I'm like, well, French fries would be good, but so would be pasta. Oh my God. I might want that. What about Thai food? What about this? And I'd be like, oh my God, just pick something. <laughs> so we don't want to sit around overthinking uh, the joy out of everything and overthinking the action out of everything either. Okay. And then let's go back to the wonder why it's happening. This isn't always a negative thing because I love the concept of this self, um, self-reflection and contemplation and really thinking about things because if we don't stop and wonder why a thing is currently happening, we also won't realize that, um, Maybe it's time for something new to happen. It's like, why is this happening? We can kind of deduce, well, this is happening because of this and because of this and because of this, and this isn't good, and it's time to cut the shit, and this no longer makes sense. This is a rule that no longer makes sense. This is a law that needs to change. You know, it's like, hello, um, you know, stricter gun laws and background checks. I don't think that, that that's too crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, we want to try to help keep the, the guns out of people's hands who shouldn't have the frigging guns. Like, why is this so hot? So when we look around and we see the insanity of all all of these deaths. I think they were just saying, I think I just saw a study or an article that said that um, we literally just had our first experience this year of having more people die from gun deaths than from car accidents. Like that is mind boggling, man. Like that is mind boggling. And that is something we should sit around and be like, what is happening right now? Wondering what's happening. Why aren't we taking action to feed starving kids? Why aren't we taking action to do like to curb emissions? Why aren't we taking action about better laws about gun violence? Why are we letting a bunch of old white dudes try to make decisions about women's bodies? Okay, do you see what I'm saying? We do want to ponder once in a while. We want to sit our asses down and ponder why is this going on? And then we get to determine, am I the best person to take this action? And then we get to decide, am I the one who should make it happen? So all three of these things play a role. And we want to take a look at which house, one, two, or three, we tend to spend the most time in. Are we very passive? Are we hyperactive? Are we mostly just lost in our own thoughts and we're confused and we never take action? You know, the people who are like always bitching and moaning about not liking how a thing is, but they don't ever fucking do anything about it. 
Maybe we've all been there at some point, right? So, you know, it's good. And it's good to have friends around you who will say, hey, you're kind of stuck in number two. Let's get, you know, our ass in gear and go to number one, right? Hey, you're down in three. We need, to, we need to change this. Or, hey, join me down at three. Let's talk about this. Let's brainstorm about what the next steps are, right? Whatever. So I just thought that this was really fun and really interesting and a great way to kind of look at things. And so asking ourselves these questions, right? Are you the kind of person who makes things happen? Are you the kind of person who tends to sit around watching things happen? Are you the kind of person who is often lost wondering what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) And then you get to decide, right? When it's time, when it's time to level up or slow down to shift gears or to make a choice, right? So everything that I do with this podcast, you guys, is I'm hoping I always say I either want to educate or I want to elevate or I want to entertain or I want to enlighten, right? I want to do stuff where I can just spread a little love to my brothers and sisters. So I hope that this episode was helpful in some way. I hope you could, um, identify yourself or recognize yourself in one of these. And I'd really be curious to hear where you're kind of living right now in different areas of your life. You might be living in different places. You might be saying, Hey, right now I'm raring to go and I'm really making some shit happen in my business. Or right now I'm actually deciding to like sit back a little bit more and watch more and listen more because when you're in the thing, when you're in the space of those who watch things happen, it's also a really great time to do deep and generous listening. And I might do a whole episode on that, on deep and generous listening. Um, there's a, there's a um, conversation that I want to have actually about communication. Um, and that's, so that's, you know, a little more something for another day. But I hope that this was helpful in some way. Uh, and it's also a good time to remind you guys, because I just found out. Um, so the way it works in the hotel business, when you are somebody who's hosting an event, They'll only hold the discounted rooms. So you usually get a group rate for like a block of rooms. So for those of you who aren't into event planning or you don't do live events, you may not know this. Um, I used to work actually in the hotel business and I loved it, you guys. I had a blast. I used to be way back in the day. We're talking 19... Oh, 1990, 91, beginning of 91. I was the concierge at the Hyatt Regency in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And I had so much power (laughs) as a concierge. That's a story for another day. So much. I mean, it was like low level power, but I had a lot of power and I had a lot of fun at that gig. Um, But what happens is when you're doing an event, uh, they'll set aside rooms for you. They'll set aside a room block, they call it, but they'll only hold the discounted group rate rooms for so long. So I have an event coming up in November, November 8th through the 10th called the Fearless Flow Retreat. You guys, it's it's three days of no bullshit, deep dive. And when I say no bullshit, it doesn't mean that we don't have fun. We have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot, but we take a deep dive into a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this show. Um, about, you know, creating spiritual practices, um, getting to the happy of our stories and to removing the blocks and the barriers and the bullshit stories that we create that keep ourselves separate from love and happiness and like all these things, right? So anyways, I have this event coming up and the group rate for the hotel rooms um, is ending in like, by the time you guys hear this, like there's only like a week left. So please don't hesitate. I'm not into fear marketing or scarcity marketing or FOMO marketing. I'm just being straight up with you. Your prices on the hotel room will go up shortly, like in the next week. So get your ass in gear if you want to come join us. I would love, love, love to have you. Um, It's always a powerful and transformative weekend. You can always write to me, Karen at Karen, Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-Y.com if you have any questions or just send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook 
Uh, it's just Karen Kenny Live, L-I-V-E is my handle. Love to hear from you guys always. And look, if you're digging this, if you dig this show, can you guys just do me a favor? I try not to ask for too much. <laughs> I'm always trying to be helpful, but I am learning to get better at receiving, right? It's part of my homework that I've personally assigned myself is to get better at receiving. So I'm going to ask it. If you dig this show, if you listen regularly, if you could take like three minutes, depending on how fast you type, like three, you might just say, I think this show sucks. <laughs> no, you might say, love the show, like whatever. But if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, like, you know, do a little star thing, like rate it and then leave a little review if you truly dig the show, um, because this is how the show gets out there more. And it's just a, it's just a simple way to help me to kind of spread love and make things happen. <laughs> so you guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Ooh, also the other thing too, is if you're not in the know yet, my sweetie, I just remembered, and this is so fun. Um, my birthday is October 4th, which I get wicked excited. I love my birthday, but more importantly, um, we were supposed to be going away and we're actually staying in town now, but I was, um, I'm still taking a vacation, but, um, I was supposed to be on a plane on October 5th and now I'm not. And then um, my friend, Marianne Williamson, my beloved friend, my spiritual mom, my mentor, um, as those of you who know who listen, she's running for um, the presidential candidacy to, to run for president of the United States. Um, and so we're actually, we've been asked to do, um, we're collaborating on an event. So my sweetie and I are um, offering up, our, I always say we're offering up our time and his talents <laughs> uh, to donate towards for an event for Marianne. So I'm, we're going to be leading a live music and yoga class on Saturday, October 5th at the Capital Center for the Arts here in Concord, New Hampshire. And it's going to be followed by um, an inspirational talk and a guided meditation on the power of peace by Marianne Williamson. So it'll be me, my sweetie, and then the, obviously the headliner is uh, Marianne Williamson. It's going to be awesome, you guys. Um, just go online. You'll see the links. Um, if you're on my list, if you're not on my list, get on my list because then you'll always find out where the fun shit is going down <laughs> when it's happening. Uh, and I'm trying to think if there was something else I wanted to tell you. Uh, oh, yeah, the next Sunday spiritual. The next Sunday spiritual. That's a freebie thing that I do. I'm always trying to find ways. Look, I, to work with me is an investment. I always say that, right? What you're, what you're, you're actually investing in yourself. But there's still money involved, obviously. And it's, a, it's an investment because, you know, you're, you're basically uh, investing in your time, my time, and my 50 years of experience of being on the planet, et cetera. And so um, not everybody can afford to work with me. And so I always like to create, you know, free content like this podcast. It's a labor of love, man. And the Sunday spiritual, same thing. It's just a way for me to give back and to be helpful in a world where I feel like a lot of people are suffering. And uh, I'm just trying to be one of God's helpers, you know what I mean? The best that I can, not always perfect, a little clumsy sometimes, but I try to do my best. So the next Sunday spiritual is Sunday, October 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Be there, be square. You got to sign up to join us. All the, you can find all this stuff on my website, okay? So... All right. Thanks for listening to the announcements portion of the show. <laughs> so you guys, I see you. I celebrate you. I appreciate you. I have so much gratitude for you. Uh, I love you, man. I love you. And just thank you so much for tuning into the Karen Kenny show episode 30 on, uh, you know, making things happen. Like what, 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 what kind of person are you and how are you showing up? And uh, I'd love to hear from you. So send up a flare and let me know. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye.
Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.